Hello once again and welcome to the Light 1031 Podcast, a podcast to help shine the light of Christ and to encourage you in your walk with God. I'm your host, Mark Rogers. Today we are being joined with Chandra Kalini and uh, she is joining us as a member of Lighthouse Baptist Church to talk about her recent diagnosis and recovery from breast cancer. Also joining us today is Ruthie Salter. She's also going to sort of co-host this uh, because this is an issue primarily for females. And uh, we're going to talk about it uh, from both a biblical perspective and maybe a little bit of female perspective as well. So Chandra, uh, we're excited to have you with us, uh, you and Ruthie today. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Hi, Ruthie. Hi, hey. thank you for being here. So let's get into this just for a little bit, Chandra. Um, walk us through uh, the diagnosis journey. So let's talk about pre-surgery, okay? Um, when, so when were you diagnosed and sort of how did you find out about it? I found a lump in actually 2020. Um, I had some testing that was during COVID. Okay. So it was very hard to get into doctors and get appointments and things like that. But I originally had some testing in 2020 and, um, they found it to be, they just said it was, um, calcifications or normal tissue. And so I just went on. <clears throat> about my life then and um then it went on to in 2021 September um the lump had just gotten so large and I was like I've got to make another appointment you saw that things weren't going well yeah yeah so I made another appointment for a mammogram, and as soon as I went in for the mammogram, I had the same person that did it the last time, and she was like, this has gotten larger. Let's go ahead and send you for a biopsy. Okay. When you were actually, when you were finally diagnosed, what did they, <coughs> what state, what did they actually diagnose you with? What, was it, what stage were you in then? Um. It was triple negative breast cancer, stage three A, I think it was. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's 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 serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess from a female perspective, how has this all affected you? Because like I don't want to say it's I would guess it kind of strips your womanhood to an extent, but like how does that how did that all affect you? It does, it kind of makes you feel like it takes everything that makes you a woman right um takes your hair right <laughs> your eyebrows your lashes um and for those that don't know Chandra's a, a cosmetologist like <laughs> yes, she does yeah. hair and so I bet that was a struggle it was <clears throat> I didn't I actually thought being a cosmetologist I've always been like hair's hair it'll grow back right but then when you completely lose it like that right and you have no eyebrows and your lashes are really important because I had so much eye trouble. Yeah. I mean, they my like protect your eyes too. Yeah. Like they have purpose. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, see, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't count, you know, I don't think about my lashes as well. Probably wouldn't until, until they're not there. Right. <laughs> How did you feel when you first heard your news that you were diagnosed with breast cancer? I was very shocked because, and the reason I was shocked is because 
originally they had kind of just said, oh, because you're fine. Per- yeah, you at know? first she was, yeah. everything was good. It was normal. It was just yeah. something but nothing big. Yeah. That could be a shocker, I'm sure. So I was at work and the nurse called and I was very much in shock because I, even when I went for the biopsy, <clears throat> because I'd been through testing and everything previously, I really didn't think it was. Right. And um, I was at work and actually Tammy Cabe came in to get her oh. hair cut. And she was the first person that I told because I was like, Tammy will get me on her church prayer list. Absolutely. Right. Tammy's so, great. She's so sweet. So just asking a little bit of family history, do you have anybody else in your family that's had breast cancer? No. There's not like a history of it, just kind of out of the blue. No, and they ch- tested me for the gene. I don't have the gene, but triple negative can be caused by all kinds of... They really don't know what causes it. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. So how was your treatment process? Like what, what was the doctor's plans for you? What did they say was best? It was very, very long. It felt like I yeah. felt like I missed like a lot of life. Right. Um, I did chemo for six months, I think. I had four different chemos. And then I did immunotherapy for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had surgery, of course, in between um, chemo. And radiation, I also had to do radiation. And then I just recently did reconstruction surgery. Yeah. And I'm I'm, about three, four weeks out of that. That's awesome. So you're, you're luckily we're on this side of it now. We're not, not in the middle, not in the middle of the battle anymore. What was one of the toughest things about it? Was, was it, I mean, was it dealing with. The image of it was it the pain. What was what was a hard? What was give me like what was the hardest thing to do through that process? I feel like during the process, I was so loved on by everyone. Like during chemo and everything, um, the church was there for me. Right. Um, my family, my. Um, immediate family and my like cousins Angie and Teresa and Julie and of course my immediate family was there and the church provided meals for me and Tacoa also she was taking care of me at the time and um it was like and I knew everyone was praying for me I knew I was on everybody's church list and that was so encouraging that the prayers were so much help, and people don't realize, but that's what got me through it. Yeah, I bet. Support system's always important. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I'm um, sure Taco was a big help. <clears throat> she was. Yeah. She was great. And I guess the hardest part now is, and my doctor keeps telling me to be patient. It takes time. I'm like... I wanted to be right back to normal mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still having like side effects from immunotherapy. Um, <clears throat> even though I've had reconstruction, it's, you'll never be the same, right? right. you know? Yeah. So, um, I think that's the hardest Outward part. Appearance. 
is hard because you know what you looked like before and now yeah. nothing looks the same. Right. I would assume. And so I'm sure that's almost dysphoria in a way. Right. So when when you're looking through this process though, and now going through the reconstruction part of this as well. How 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 was the process overall? Was it just draining emotionally, draining physically? It was a little bit of both. It was very draining. Um, the tired all the time. Of course, the fatigue was terrible. Immunotherapy caused um, a lot of inflation. Mm-hmm. Inflammation. I would be like, um, try to get up to walk, and you couldn't walk because the inflammation. Right. Um, so I felt just very, it was hard for me to be like that, I guess. And I remember us talking to burns, the burns on you. Oh, the radiation. Yeah. For the radiation. It would just bless your heart. They, I know it was painful. Yeah. It was, radiation was terrible they told me it would be easy compared to chemo it was not for me (laughs) right yeah whenever we talked we talked a little bit about your family we talked a little bit about Takoa. Takoa's at that point in time still at home right she wasn't has she graduated by but when this was going through um when this has happened she's in college okay in college um how did how do you think this affected the, your family? Like, what was their not just I mean, I know the outpouring of love, um, but whenever you think about it, able to look back on it, how do you think it's affected your family as well? I feel like it definitely affected Takoa the most. Right. She lost her father when she was just a toddler, so she was like, "This can't happen." Right. You know? And I'm sure it was hard on Dakota too. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, having to watch your mom go through, yeah, I'm, I can't imagine. I remember talking to Takoa and just, bless her heart, she was pitiful. And so, yeah. and just watching your parent go through that, I'm sure, was difficult. When, when we look at it, because we're going to talk about this from, from a recovery side now, okay? Whenever you look back over the last, so I'm trying to think now we're in, as we're recording this, this is 2023. So it's been two years since the diagnosis. And again, like we said, you're just a couple of weeks out of, of reconstruction surgery. What do you think, whenever you think about yourself, what do you think has changed the most about you? I'm so much more grateful and thankful for everything, for life, for waking up. Um, I realized how much God has blessed me. Right. Whenever we, so we talk about change, we talk about sort of the significance of change. Being, you know, being grateful is, is part of that because that's the, you know, the Christian side of it. What other things do you think have changed? Do you, you know, how, how do you feel like your do you feel like your relationships, especially with, are they closer now? Do you feel most definitely? I mean, because 
something like this brings brings in so many people. Right. I mean, it brings in so many people into your world, um, both praying and checking in on you. Yes. Did you have a lot of people that like reached out to you? Because I know like one just off the top of my head, like Dina, who also went through breast cancer many years ago. She, you know, she reached out to mom and I and was like, she said she was praying for you. And was there a lot of those things? Yeah, I finally got to talk to Dina and that was a big help. And also, it meant a lot to me. Um, Bob had sent me a message about how much I encouraged him. And I screenshotted that message and sent it to my daughter. And I said, you know, if this was the whole reason I went through everything. It was worth it, yeah. you know, because that's what I want to do is encourage and help others. Right. And I feel like that God, um, I have a new testimony now. I have a different testimony than I had before. So. And both just as powerful and strong. Yeah. So. But, but my just cousin, from a different perspective, yeah. My cousin, Teresa, she um, was there a lot for me. and. um of course, Julie and Angie, my cousins, and my family, of course, was there. And um, a lot of people just, I would, everybody was telling me, we put you on our prayer list. We put you on our prayer list. Um, even people at the campground in Hayesville, they all we're like, we've got you on our prayer list at church. And knowing that that many people's praying for you, that's just amazing. And it feels wonderful. And it gives you courage to wow. fight. <laughs> and so many people are on your side. Yeah. We were. We were praying for you every week. Yeah. Because I remember just not just seeing your seat empty and it just made us want to pray even more just to have you back with us. So. So now that you're in this stage, you're in, you've done the reconstruction or part of it at least, what are some of the most important things to you now through this, now that you've been through this all, what are some of the most important things to you now that you've gone through this? I think the most important things are service. And trying to encourage others and be there for others that might be going through something like this. And um, church, of course, and the family, and keeping relationships close and just keeping everything important. Yeah. It is important first, priority. Yeah. yeah. Your priorities definitely change. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, because you see from a different perspective everything that could have happened that didn't, and now everything's changed. So, if you could tell any lady out there going through maybe something really similar or just something different, or even a man that might be going through this, because this right. is not just a female thing. I know of a, a couple guys who have went through yeah, this. Yeah, I do too. Um, what is something, what kind of message would you send to them 
and what encouragement could you give to them now that you've gone through this process? I would tell them to <clears throat> definitely advocate for your help. Um, get testing. And even though I did get testing, <laughs> it was still kind of overlooked. Um, I think that's, I think COVID had a lot to do with that. Right. Staffing had a lot to do with that. Um, and I would encourage people to donate blood because there was a major shortage during. I didn't have to receive blood, but those that needed it weren't able to or mm-hmm. had to like wait a week. And that's difficult when. Right. Because we got to do a blood drive yes. in honor of you, which was so much fun and so amazing to see the community come out and support you because everybody just loves Chandra. She's just so sweet. And so being able to support you in that way. But like you said, you didn't need any of those, even though you could have got credit for those if you needed it, but for those blood products, but just coming out and supporting other people who might need it as well was a real eye opener for me at least. Shana, let's change gears one more time before before we get to towards the end of this. We talked, you know, you talked about you know wanting to serve in church and how that sort of changed for you. Uh, we're and this being a Christian podcast, I get to ask questions like this. What is what now is sort of important to you when we talk about serving in church? When we talk about those types of things, what are you excited about doing now? Maybe that's changed since this diagnosis um is it just being actively involved is there something specifically you're interested in doing well i used to serve a lot with the children right but i've always really been mission minded mm-hmm. um i've always had a passion for missions love missions i honestly thought when i was younger that mm-hmm. i would be in the mission field in africa or somewhere but I've real. I guess I've come to realize that there's a lot of service right here in our hometown that can I can definitely be involved in. Right. You don't have to go way off to do missions. <laughs> you can be involved in you know you can be involved in local WMU. You can be yes. involved in things that your church is doing right now. Right, and Chandra has. Um, yes. she's she's gone both locally and foreign and so seeing that both are important so you know what does your typical day look like now being on uh, being on this side of the of the recovery and diagnosis of it well i haven't been able to do hair again i have a lot of issues with range of motion right. and things like that with my surgeries um so i'm trying to figure out exactly what i'm gonna do again right (laughs) and um i've been doing some just little things on the side making soap and um things like that more natural that was one of the things that came out of um my diagnosis I'm trying to use more natural products products and things instead of all the chemicals. 
because triple negative is more environmental, I would say. Okay. So there's other, there's other environmental, I don't want to say causalities, but there's other, oh other aspect, factors, aspects, aspects yeah. of it. I there's, know that. yeah, there's just environmental aspects that, that do, that do involve in it. So let's look at maybe six months, a year, two years from now. What's, what's your next goal? Is it just really getting back to range of motion, going back to work? Is that? To have, <clears throat> to have some new career if I'm not able to go back to my other career. Right. Um, and that. hopefully just not have any issues. Right. Anymore from immunotherapy and things like that. Because I because I'm not in the medical world. How how often do you have to go back and get re you know, get checked on and those types of things? Are you still pre is it still I go every three months. Every three months. And then once you get a once you get past so many of those clear, then it does it extend to like six months or Triple negative is a very aggressive and it's the highest reoccurring cancer. Okay. Um, so I'll probably do three months. I'm not sure how long and then six months and then a year. Okay. You're not, they want you to go at least five years. Oh, wow. So you at least have five more years of yes. checking on this. Right. <laughs> Okay. It's better to be vigilant, though, then. Very, very true. Especially since all this started during COVID. Right. So. So thank you for listening to Light 1031 Podcast. We hope that today's episode, listening to Chandra and hearing her story of both being diagnosed with breast cancer and then in the process of recovery, was an encouragement to you and in your walk with God. Please keep Chandra and all of uh, the people who are still fighting cancer in your prayers during this time. If you like today's episode, you can find out more information, including links, show notes, and more at LighthouseSilva.com. We ask you to join us next time for another episode of Light 1031. So ladies, thank you for joining us here today.